Hey everyone. Are you coming to the Los Angeles area? Maybe for a World Series game? Well, by the time you hear this, it's too late. Because <laughs> the three games that were in Los Angeles have already happened. But the next time you're in Los Angeles, I can think of a great thing that you could do that will cost you much, much less. It is to go to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum and Auditorium in Hollywood, California. They are our sponsor this week. They are our sponsor every week. And quite frankly, we are delighted to have them. And we hope that you will support the one place that has supported this podcast since almost the beginning. How do you do it? Well, you head in there after 5.30 p.m. You tell them you heard about their lovely establishment on this lovely podcast. Say, hey, Star Trek TNC. They'll go, oh, you know about it? And you'll be like, yeah, I do. I like it when Andy plays the wrong sound cue or when Matt is so sure about something it's eventually proven wrong. Those are my favorite parts. Well, those are my favorite parts too, says the Ripley's worker. Also, here's a buy one, get one entry. That's right, two people after 5.30 p.m. for $20. It'll go just like that, probably. Support them. Go to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium in Hollywood, California, at the crossroads of entertainment, Hollywood and Highland. Have yourself a lovely evening for only $20. You and a friend. Hell, you know what? Get four people together. It'll be buy one, get one. So you're playing 40 bucks for four people. Well, that's eh, a bargain. I, I don't know. It's like uh, they practically don't even use uh, money. It's like they're the Federation in there. People freeloading. Andy's like, where is this going and why is he still talking? Here's the show. Podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everyone, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation, the world's premiere Star Trek podcast hosted by me and Andy. That is true. We're the top of the ones hosted by me and Matt. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. We are number 106 in television and film, and I feel okay about that. Are we? Yeah. That's pretty low, isn't it? No, it's pretty high, actually. There's only one Star Trek podcast above us, Andy. Mm. One that we need to seek and destroy <laughs> no it's mission log who's been around forever those are great guys over there at mission log podcast um but they have legitimate information about star trek they have they? way more information sure. than us as uh, you know if you're listening to this podcast andy and i are just a couple of tv writers who enjoy sci-fi i've seen trek a gajillion times andy's seen the original trek but not TNG, so we decided, let's do this podcast. Let's force Andy to sit through the first two seasons of TNG. And we did it. And now we're into season four. And, uh, Andy, how would you say the arc has gone for you? Uh, it's gone up. Yeah. My enjoyment has, without question, gone up. That's impressive. I'm, I'm happy that that is holding true, even for someone as uh, sci-fi as you. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, Andy's real forte is uh, 
space fantasy, not really science fiction. <laughs> I like hard sci-fi as well as space operas. You love a Flash Gordon. You love a Star Rogers. Wars. You love a Buck Rogers. Sure. What do you like the most of the Buck Rogers Flash Gordon? You like a Buck Rogers more. Yes, I was obsessed with Buck okay, Rogers. Okay, now of the Buck Rogers Star Wars. Star Wars. Now of the Star Wars Star Trek. Still Star Wars for you, huh? I think so. Okay, we're going to get you onto our side by the time this podcast wraps up. All right. Which means that this podcast might never wrap up. Well, it certainly seems that way if you lay all the the episodes of Star Trek ahead of us, and Dan. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Andy, uh, you're yes, going to ask me a question about this episode, and uh, I'd like you to do it. Here it is. Here's your question, Matt. Yeah. Should they watch this episode, Reunion? Yeah, I think it's a sort of a pivotal uh, character development part for, uh, for the show. I would agree. Oh, wow. I didn't see that coming. Um, Normally, I don't even like Klingon episodes. That's true. So, you have a real thing. See, I, I'm loaded for ready. You know what this is? Enjoy this it. is probably the touch of uh, their director, Jonathan Frakes, this week. Yes. Fine director. What a genius. Um, it's got Klingons. It's got Susie Plaxen. It had so many things. It's got Beverly Crusher failing at saving someone, but also uh, shedding some light on some things. I'm so not piling on, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to back off a little. <laughs> Uh, I've heard your we've heard your, your rankling. Oh, and guys, thanks so much for everything you said about Legacy last week. What a great episode it was! I'm so glad you all enjoyed it so much. <laughs> Andy's laughing because we're recording this before you even heard that. Um, it'll be interesting to see what their reactions are. It will be. Uh, with that, Matt, why don't we take a step into the fine place where the admirals reside? Oh, that'd be the admirals club. Here we are. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, and join the Admirals Club. Matt. Yeah, Andy. Pretend you didn't just hear that song. Okay, I haven't heard that song. How would you get into the Admirals Club? You know what we could use, though, before uh, this part of the show? What's that? Like a jingle or something. A jingle? Like when we walk into the Admirals Club? You mean something like this? Go to iTunes, Ha, that's so funny because that Andy, that is exactly how they get in here. Yeah, they go true. to iTunes and leave a five star review. Well, I'm glad I played the song. Did I do a good job of pretending? You did. Thanks. I couldn't understand. I felt like it was in a time ref. <laughs> um, we're just gonna have one this week, and it's from Herbalamanda. Herbalamanda. The never-ending story of Star Trek. Matt, Andy, thank you. I was a TNG fan as a kid, and any episode I missed on first airing, I would catch after school at 4 p.m. Yeah. I only tuned in about a month ago and binged this, exclus- this exclusively <laughs> at the expense of all my other podcasts on my two hours a day of commuting. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad I, we can get you there uh and into the next day. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I just have to say how delightful it was to never seem to catch up as your episodes get longer and longer. <laughs> so true. I waited to review this until I caught up, and I look forward to joining the Admirals Club next week. Secunda. Yeah, well, here he's in. He's in. He, he made it. I wonder, he, I wonder if he's going to get a real, like, a real kick out of that, you know, like when he finally hears it. I think people seem to appreciate it. <sighs> Andy, I, I, it feels weird that I haven't accidentally stepped next to a door, so I'm going <laughs> to do that now yeah i'm gonna also walk over to this door it's a lot of doors in here i'm gonna hit this button see what it does 
Oh, oh. Not, that's not a good button. Apparently, no. I should maybe I'll hit this one. Oh boy, mm, we better get out of here like and head straight into the president's circle. It's the only way we can avoid this. Very good. Hi, everyone. Hello How to all you? of our Good fine presidents you. who have joined our Patreon, oh. patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Hey, the there's President's Paul Brisk. Level. How's it going, Paul? Up oh, there's, uh, there's James Bricknell. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I Matt, pulled two names out of my head. That's amazing. Ha- it was very impressive. How do we, uh, how do we, what are we awarding these fine well. people who's... Whose Look. comments and subspace messages we are pulling from the President's Circle posts itself. Yeah. Well, Andy, they are uh, uh, distinguishing themselves so far, so well. They're Exempl- so far apart. In such an exemplary fashion. That uh, we uh, are awarding them the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor, which is something you really only earn uh, by going above and beyond and saving your crewmates. But uh, here in TNC world, it's much easier to earn. Our first award goes to Dak. Hang Pint. on. Andy, there's yes. no one who we have forgotten that PayPal'd us before the President's Circle began. That's this true. is a miracle. Oh, my goodness. This is unbelievable. I think we should celebrate on our own here. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and cue the celebration movie <laughs> music. Sorry. Uh, here we go. And uh, and we'll just cue it up here. Andy, I'm going to ask you uh, one more time. Uh, is there anyone we forgot from months and months and months ago? No one. Oh, my God. I feel good about this, Andy. Y'all ready for this? Oh, yeah. Time to say hello to people who are in our Patreon circle. The first is Dak Pate, Matt. It turned out a little bit while we were listening. Deck Pate says, I'm trying my hardest not to sound like a jerk here when I say this, uh-huh. but I've always wondered, how do you guys feel about the more philosophical sci-fi, such as Blade Runner or Gattaca? Blade Runner and its sequel are two of my favorite movies of all time, and I believe Gattaca is one of the most underappreciated I films like of all time. Uh, I would de- lef- definitely love to get your take on some of these films, maybe even get a bonus episode out of Ooh. one of them. That sounds like we might have to add that to our poll where you vote for the bonus episodes. Andy doesn't like that I'm moving along with the music. I don't mind. It just feels good to be in here, you know? Sure. All these people supporting us, listening to us talk about Iron Man for three hours. Um, I love Blade Runner. Top to bottom. Oh, that, uh, that person in the background thought it was very funny that you said you love Blade Runner. Not a Blade Runner fan. Apparently not. I uh, really enjoyed Gattaca. Don't care for the Blade Runner sequel. I like Gattaca a lot. I, I like a lot of design in the Blade Runner sequel. Um, Andy. Yeah. Are you ready for something that might be shocking? You've never seen Blade Runner? Correct. What the F? It I is shocking. Even, we I shocked don't even him. understand. We what him. is happening? It's because it's dark sci-fi, isn't it? You know, when we get into the whole Decker replicant situation, and uh, I just feel like uh, it's too dark. <laughs> Jesus. 
So you, I haven't seen it. Would I be would I, would I would I be willing to watch it for a bonus episode? Yes, you yes, are I would such be. a strange beast. I am a strange boy who likes to be. You happy are obsessed on the with, outside with Next Generation. You Loved know what it. every ship is. Yes, <laughs> you know all the tech stuff, and you're not going to watch hard sci-fi <laughs> like Blade. Runner? I also know nearly everything about Star Wars. I don't know. If, I don't know how you'll feel about Blade Runner. Blade Runner is one of those ones that's like. It's definitely got structural problems oh, and story momentum Andy, problems. While we're on the Ridley Scott topic, yeah. guess what else I haven't seen? The Duelists? Aliens. Oh my God. It's oh, true. that you got to fuck. I don't care. One of the greatest sequels all right, of all time, according to that, people. You, have you seen Alien? Yes. Okay, you've seen Alien. We've got to watch Aliens. That's I'm I'm putting that right on there, and they're gonna look. It's in the poll. For the poll, look. Hey, I like to keep it going with Marvel here. Uh, It's my personal vote, but uh, don't let that sway you. I am not voting for you. Oh my gosh, you haven't seen Aliens. I don't care how dark it is. That's super dark. Did you enjoy (laughs) Aliens? I don't care how dark that is. It's super. No, it's terrified me. Oh, it's so good. Aliens. Well, again, also, let's say how, how old was I probably when I Aliens saw that? Aliens is not just one of the sci-fi, best sci-fi movies of all time. It's also one of the best horror and action films of all time, independently in those categories. I, I know it as such. I've heard it as such, and uh, that has not gotten me uh, off the couch to watch it, Andy. Oh, wow. I don't even know. I don't even know which end is up right now. So let's go on to our next. Uh, we didn't think there'd be such revelations inside this no. president circle. Let's go on to our By next. By the way, that one guy who called me not a fan of sci-fi yeah. in a face group that one time uh-huh. probably like I fucking knew it. <laughs> I'm on his side now. <laughs> All right, our next uh, president's uh, subspace messages from Sir Reginald Pennybottom. You mean Christopher Pike, Medal of Valor? Correct. <laughs> who writes Austin or Cupertino? Uh, you know, Cupertino because of Cafe Max, pal. I don't know what that's these, for me are, these are. What are they? They are Apple stores, Apple training. <laughs> no, programs? they are uh, Apple corporate headquarters where one would go for training. Uh, if you were going to get certified as a technician for Apple uh, and you work for Apple, uh-huh. you uh, would go get trained at uh, Cupertino or Austin. Austin's where a lot of the uh, Apple Care people are, and uh, a lot of HR is, is there. Uh, and Cupertino is the main uh, one infinite loop situation where you got your Steve Jobs running around cutting you in line for sushi, et cetera. Um, and uh, I give it to Cupertino because their cafeteria was amazing. That's All the food was great. Apple Max? Cafe Max Cafe is the Max. name of that. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I don't know if it's there anymore now that they built this. Did you have uh, to go there to get trained? Yeah. Huh. I big, didn't know they big, flew people in. Big circular spaceship uh, thing now. So that they have that big fun. building. I don't know if the, the cafe is the same. I'm sure if a listener is uh, from uh, an Apple employee, they can go ahead and uh, hit me up. Let me know. And our last Christopher Pike subspace message is from Laura Hansen, <laughs> Lieutenant Laura Hansen, who says, Off Star Trek question, since it has been in the news, I wonder if you guys would be able to give an average of what a guest actor might make. I understand it would range on how big a name, if they will be in more than one episode, etc. Would they expect a few thousand an episode, a few hundred? I'm generally curious on how all that works. Part of the reason I enjoy the podcast so much is the insider info. Thanks, guys. And then she uh, addresses herself, President Hanson Bop, even though... Oh, my God. We're pretty sure... Lieutenant Hanson... You are out of control right now because you, you are not a president. You're a lieutenant. I'm uh, sorry. You're just in the club. Uh, okay. So we looked this up and... Uh, well, it's a couple of different things we all have to understand. And I feel like there's a jingle that's for this kind of a situation, Andy. I know that our jingles are 
sort of hard to find because there are so many at this point. So I'm just going to talk a little bit longer so Andy can find the correct jingle. I have the longer one I'm going to play this time. Here we go. Here it is. Inside Baseball with Matt, Andy, and Captain Cisco. Um, So, Laura, uh, a day performer uh, would get, these are all variable and they go up a little bit every year. Um, a SAG rate for television would be about $933 to $1,000. Um, for a week performer, it would be $3,239 to $3,500, roughly. I don't know how accurate that scale that you're looking at is, because I think that also will vary from cable to network. I think that's true. And I think a network rate is like about is about five thousand. This is for a half hour show, and then I think when you get into this is for a performer that's going to be there all week, a guest performer, and I think that once you're into the hour long situation, I think it kicks up from five to eight thousand. The day rates will vary uh, a little bit too, depending on what your quote is, how long you've been doing it, uh, if you're in demand, if we need you for. Or if they need you for a specific, they're going after you, your offer only, and like it's, it can it uh, fluctuate pretty wildly, but I would say the average you'd be looking at uh, is five for a half hour on network television and eight for an hour on network television. Not to mention that if you have an under five, which is under five lines, then that would be the low end, and uh, if you were uh, if you have above five lines, then uh, you have a major part and you get paid a much, lot more. And just to give you a, a, a just sort of a snapshot. If you're really in demand and we really want you for something, it can go up to twenty, forty, even eighty thousand dollars for a for a shot on a one shot on a on a television. I show. know we've wanted people that have quoted us eighty, a hundred thousand, and we've just gone. Well, we don't want you that much, right? So, so that is, it it's is, all over the map. It is all over the map. But I hope that helps with your uh, question. And uh, that is the end of our president circle awardees for this portion of the podcast. Well, Andy, I'm going to slide out of here then by entering back into the Admiral's Club through the big door. Here we go. Well, I got to say, that was a nice quick visit into the uh, President's Circle, and I I am happy that uh, we finished all of our pre-Patreon presidents. I agree. It's always nice to see those folks. If you want to get in there and you want to send a message to us, you can do so by joining our Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Now, Andy, of course, uh, there's a lot to be done, and uh, we have to do that outside of here. So please join me All right. in taking the direct route straight to the main door. We're going into the hallway. I'm excited. And that was the Admiral's Club. Captain, we are being hailed. All right. The hail bag is officially open. The first one is from Jamie Tibbetts. Andy, thank you, by the way, for not saying all righty then, like uh, you always do with your crazy Jim Carrey impression. Smoking. (laughs) (laughs) What if that was a thing you did? What if that was a thing you were doing still? I would not be friends with you. Oh, that would be funny. Um, Maybe I would be just to be like, uh, look, he's got a lot of. Uh, otherwise, 
you just all you have to do is just be prepared. Occasionally, he will do a. Somebody stop me! <laughs> Andy said that with his butt. Remember the mask. Um, so Jamie Tibbetts says data's burned. This is in reference to uh, legacy. Um, By the way, feel free, everyone, to send us all sorts of emails and hails. We're going to need a stockpile as we're approaching uh, busy work and holiday season. Andy and I are going to sort of try to record when we can. So give it up. So we're going to do the hails, and they're going to kind of be all over the map in terms of we may be referring to a month ago, you know, an episode, whatever. You guys are nerds, so put your brains back there. You can do it. Andy, do not miss Data's Goodbye to Ishara at the end of the app. It's called Data's Burn. That is all. Uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Commander? In question mark, Tibbs. I mean, Tibbs, are you trying to get a promotion? Um, and then he says, P.S., she was my wifey and I almost named our daughter Ishara. She contended that while she, uh, that Ishara, while, that while she duped the Enterprise crew, it was only in an effort to look out for her people, and so she is not a bad person. I didn't fully agree. We went another direction with the name. You? Lieutenant Tibbs, you shot down Ishara? That is, you're in the reverse position oh, of, of uh, Tibbs, Matt's situation. We are, we are putting you at Lieutenant Junior grade now. You've been demoted. Your thoughts on good good versus bad, Shara? I am uh, on record as always supporting the uh, the the questionable uh, characters on on uh, Next Generation. As with uh, Lieutenant Shelby, who's taken a lot of hits, and Pulaski, who took a lot of hits. And I, I got to say, I I'm in the same boat with Ashara. Where I feel like uh, I agree with you. I agree with your wife. Your Ashara was protecting her own people. She had legitimate. She felt legitimately bad uh, about the data situation, and um, and also she was super competent. So I, I like the fact that she seemed like a real person that was thrust into the world of high honor, such as the Federation starship. I agree with that. I also have a lot of questions about how Worf can just murder someone in front of everybody, and it's fine. Well, he explained that it was... Uh, I know. It was interesting. It was the Truly interesting. Klingon. It was really the weird. Klingon way. Um, High Council was like, whatevs. So I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is from Frederick Rombouts, um, who we met in Vegas, and uh, I have been saying it right, he says. Uh, something completely different. Hi, guys. It occurred to me recently that you guys are a modern-day click and clack. You know, click and clack. Click and clack, or do the car? They're the car guys. That's right, the car talk guys. Um, ostensibly about cars, the host rarely stuck to the show's primary automotive topic, and instead often drifted all over the place with tangential musings, wacky listener submitted letters, and countless journeys down deep rabbit holes of irrelevancy. Their infectious laughter and thick Harvard accents made them all the more endearing. If any of this sounds familiar, you'll love what's next. At one point, they received a letter from a fan, ironically named Andy, who wrote the, to thank them for having unwittingly solved a long-standing philosophical dilemma by means of their nonsensical answer to a previous caller's question. Uh, the seminal work came to be known simply as the Andy letter. In fact, they even graded all subsequent listener letters on an Andy scale. That's crazy. And seems relevant to my beloved TNC hosts. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, posit the question, do two people who don't know what they're talking about know more or less than one person who doesn't know what he's talking about? Uh, was the question. Amazingly enough, you proved that even in a case where one person might know something about a, nothing about a subject, it is possible for two people to know even less. 
One person uh, will only go so far out on a limb in his construction of a deeply hypothetical structure and will often end with a shrug or a raising of hands to indicate the dismissibility of his particular take on a subject. With two people, the intricacies, the gives and takes, the wherefores and why nots can become a veritable pas de deux of breathtaking speculation interwoven in such a way that apologies or gestures of doubt are rendered unnecessary. The letter goes on, but you get the idea, and it is the best encapsulation I've found yet of why we enjoy the insanity that goes on in TNC when you two feed each other speculations, theories, improvisations, frustrations, and humor. Love you guys. That was a good hail. It was a good hail. Where would you rate it on the Andy letter scale? I feel like we might switch it to the Frederick letter scale. Oh. Our hails now are rated by that. And it gets a... I mean, that was a 8 out of 10. Would have been a 9 so or a 10. So even it's the Frederick scale, he didn't, get a, he didn't get a 10. Here's how Frederick could have improved his <laughs> okay. email. Uh-huh. He could have asked us a question. Oh, interesting. Otherwise, it was fucking beautiful. Very good. Um, all right. Uh, this last one has a song component. Oh, that's my favorite kind of component. Random Jingle, the Enterprise theme song J.D. Lynch sent us. Hey, uh, very unpopular opinion here, but I think that Enterprise was a pretty good Star Trek show. It's been a long time. And I have a gut feeling from there to here. that it will appeal to your sensibilities. I think the show is better in retrospect as opposed to when it first aired, hmm. since it doesn't have to be the soggy bottom bun of a Star Trek sandwich anymore. And now it can rest comfortably as an okay-tasting Scott Bakula-shaped pickle. Um, why am I talking about Enterprise when you and Matt are six years away from podcasting about it? Its theme song has been stuck in my head for a few days. Naturally, I recorded a TNC-specific version of the song to rid my brain of this soft rock monstrosity. It's an acapella version because I'm lazy. Enjoy. P.S. I would totally support that Quantum Leap TNG crossover idea you proposed a while back. Maybe uh, make it a Q Continuum tier bonus on the Patreon. <laughs> so that one person can hear it. That's amazing. <laughs> your friend, J.D. Lynch. And here is his theme song. We took a long time Getting to season three <laughs> Before you know when DS9 and ENT there will be two Andy episodes. Just learn to love the pain. <laughs> like a repurposed Rod Stewart song that gets stuck in your brain. Well, I've got faith of the heart. Start trekking with Matt and Andy, and we all play a part. To find a girlfriend for Andy Before he hits Pond Farm I've got faith I've got faith Go Red Sox The greatest song of all time? <laughs> Very good, Lieutenant Lynch Very Lynch, nicely done your email gets ten Fredericks <gasps> You beat Frederick at his own game. <laughs> Amazing. It had to happen, and it did. It sure did, pal. It sure did. And with that, we close the hail bag. And there's no prime corrective.
No prompt corrective. Are we just into the episode? I think we are. Andy, it's only 25 minutes in. I know. What do we do? I think Should we Should we talk about something else? <laughs> you just want to drive them insane. <laughs> just like the one negative review. What's the other thing we could talk about? Do you want to talk about the negative review? <laughs> I feel like it's going to tick you off. I don't feel like it sits well <laughs> with you. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes they make good points. Is his point that we yammer on too much about non-Star Trek stuff before we get to Star Trek? His argument is... Should we flip the show? That would piss people off too, wouldn't it? What, that would drive people crazy. Talk about Star Trek first? Yeah. I think that was something we debated early on. We debated on. very early on to f- whether or not we should do that. Would that be a solution? Could that be a solution? Did I just present a solution? I can tell you, David I mean, Garacio, I literally who has never seen an episode of uh, Next Generation, his yeah. take, and it was, I think, many of the people's take, is that the uh, the hail bag and all that stuff, it's of a piece with the rest of the show. Yeah, we are a jazz quartet here. But he does uh, he does listen just for the talking, so it's hard to say whether <laughs> <laughs> his opinion is valid. Um, feels weird that we are getting right to this episode, but Let's it also feels okay, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, look, if you guys want more of us, it you can always flow. you can always, always, always sign up at the Patreon. We did today, even we recorded the pilot episode of uh, the Orville. I finally watched. The Orville, everybody. And if you want to know what I thought of it, just sign up. Five bucks a month gets you that and the back catalog. So if you want to hear us talk about Black Mirror, you can also do that. It's all available there over at patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. But, Andy. Yes, Matt. I guess it is time to talk about number 181. It aired the week of November 5th, 1990. What was the number one song, Andy? Matt, the yeah. number one song was Love Takes Time by Mariah Carey. Uh, remember when we once went on a very long discussion about how great Mariah Carey is to us? I'll tell you, uh, just while you're, oh, you're getting it all up. Um, this is a side note. Mm-hmm. Um... Um, Matt Kirk said Matthew this Kirk, yeah. compilation includes a contribution from Mark Schultes. He sent me several submissions for the next few episodes. Big thanks to him. If you would like to send your suggestions for little tidbits that were going on around the week of the next episode, send them to thisdayintrek at gmail.com, which is, uh, which is Matt Kirk's email. And that's the positive because he does a fine job, a thankless task. Oh no, he's 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 in there scrubbing the the warp core. He's tip top in our book. Nonetheless, I do have to say, he dropped a major spoiler about reunion in his last hail to me. He said Andy needs a girlfriend, but he will be sad at the end of this app. I knew exactly what that meant. Did you uh, think that you were hiding it, Matt? That's a bummer. I really was interested in your reaction. Yeah. Now we'll never know it. We'll never know his real reaction. I knew exactly what was going to happen. Well, that's the problem with me knowing that Decker's a replicant. 
Yeah, but you search out the spoilers. That's on you. No, no, it just culturally like gets absorbed into me. I'm never, I'm never looking it, up. I anything. avoid spoilers, and I do a pretty good job avoiding them. You, I think, I think if I was actively you part of the conversation, if I was actively avoiding them, I could probably do a much better job than I do. But I don't actively try to avoid any spoilers for anything right. except for like, like I don't know anything about this season of Discovery. Right, and I don't know anything about. Um, the fourth Avengers movie. The next one? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I've... Because you avoid those? That I'm trying to avoid. Interesting. I avoid everything. I avoid all spoilers, all, all stripes. But what about a trailer? I will occasionally watch a trailer. Yeah. But sometimes I even avoid the trailers. That's smart. Yeah. I, You know, I've always said this, but imagine if you got to go into... This is... I... I Talking to you about this, it feels weird because I know you're not as big a fan of it as I am, but I just imagine having seen no marketing and no trailer for Terminator 2. Yeah. How much crazier the fucking opening would be when you're watching the Terminator go after John Connor. Yeah. And you think he's still the Terminator? You don't realize he's a good guy? But... Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Like seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, See, see this may be the age difference, because when I saw it, I was just like, man, they're going to make him a good guy. And not even having seen the trailer. Because it's the obvious next heard step. about it on the, no, on the, in the no arcade. Way. In the arcade when you were playing with your friends. <laughs> no. It's the obvious next step for a Terminator movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger is the biggest star in the world. Yeah, I guess so. I was seven. Yeah, you were a child. Whatever the case... Love Takes Time by Mariah Carey on, in the U.S. U.K. audiences were haunted by the Righteous Brothers' Unchained Melody, The Plains Still. of Passage by Gene M. Owl. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. was a bestseller. And Jacob's Ladder debuted at number one in the box office. That's a scary movie. Rabbi Mir Kahane was assassinated in Manhattan shortly after giving a speech. Uh, he's considered to have been perhaps the first victim of Al-Qaeda terrorism. Uh, President George H.W. Bush ordered an additional um, <laughs> nice, uh, 200,000 troops to be sent to the Persian Gulf. The wildly successful Mega Man 3 was released for the Nintendo Entertainment System here in the U.S. Did you ever play that? Yeah. Huh. I played all the Mega Mans. Um, Time Magazine's cover featured the Gipper himself with the caption, Reagan, Memoirs in American Life. Mm. That's it, bro. No, that's not it. You got the Righteous Brothers. Oh, yeah, guys. Hey, Matt. Yeah, Andy. If, if I meet a girl I, I really dig, yeah. will you goose and maverick it up with me? Are you kidding me? It's something I've been practicing my entire life. Great. I even know how to duck out of the way. Awesome. It's going to be great. Some, just, some lucky girl. Let me know what Navy bar you want to go to. <laughs> it's going to really... And I'll be there. Have an awkward moment in front of her. <laughs> uh, this is a great fucking song. Anyway. Uh, do you remember on Cheers when Robin Colcord gets uh, Rebecca Howell... Uh, one of the righteous brothers to sing that song at the at Cheers. I don't remember. And she that. doesn't think it's him, and then it's a good time. That's funny. Okay, Andy, 
This is from Jonathan. Uh, this is Jonathan Frakes' second episode. This is from Larry Nemechek's uh, Star Trek The Next Generation Companion, revised edition. Everybody go pick up a copy if you want to follow along. This is uh, directed by Jonathan Frakes. And here's where it gets a little scary when you're watching the show. Teleplay by Thomas Perry, Joe Perry, Ronald D. Moore, and Brandon Bar- Braga. Story by Drew Dynan, Thomas Perry, and Joe Perry. When mm-hmm. I see that on a television show, I think, how did so many people get writing credit on this show? I think it doesn't work that way on our show, but on other shows, and I think even on sitcoms at the time, I don't know if they still do it, when it was sort of gang written, which means that everybody sort of had a hand or it was last minute and then they split up scenes, they will just sort of do a drawing and give pieces of the pie but this seems like an insane drawing to do a story by and a teleplay drawing i think that's it's very weird to it me. is weird if though. you are joe perry or ronald d moore and you uh, care to tell us someday buddy someday we'll talk to the writers we'll get some writers yeah it's gonna be whenever that day is it'll be a great day uh, okay, Ambassador Kalar, Worf's half-human former love, beams aboard the Enterprise with two pieces of shocking news. One, the Klingon leader Kempek has been poisoned, by, and the young boy with her is her son, and Worf's. Kempek wants Picard to help him perform the ritual of selecting a new leader. After revealing his suspicion that one of the contenders poisoned him, he tells Picard that no one on the Klingon council can be trusted. One contender for the throne is Duras, who hid his father's uh guilt by accusing Worf's father of being a Romulan collaborator in the Kittimer Massacre. Picard stalls for uh, time as Duras and his rival Gowron beam aboard the Enterprise for the secession ceremony. Worf's opts not to acknowledge his son as to save him from the family's dishonor. Kalar's efforts to research the truth lead to her murder by Duras. Uh, he, in turn, is killed. By a vengeful wharf. That's a, sort of a fun gloss over by Larry Nemechek there. Uh, Gowron is uh, named Lou, new leader of the Klingon Empire. A somber wharf sends Alexander off to be raised by the Rajankos. I added the Rajankos part that said foster parents. Uh, added more detail. I got concerned that you were looking, uh, you're getting some sort of emergency text. Nope. But then I realized nope. Andy keeps his notes on his phone. Nobody cares about me. I do. But I'm here. So how would I send you an emergency text? It's true. There's got to be a way. Does anyone know? Don't email us. Okay. So, Andy. Yes, Matt. First impressions. uh, I guess he... See, I'm a little annoyed at uh, Matthew Kirk right now because of his spoiling of the spoiler. Because it is like if you're watching it and you don't know that, I think it's fairly a fairly good sort of turn. Yeah, I mean, particularly for if you're invested in Susie Plaxon. Ca- oh, sorry, everybody. That was the little preview that plays. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for next week's episode. It's future and perfect. Oh, I don't know what it is. I'm excited for next week's episode, everybody, already. Crazy. It's crazy. I love that episode. I really do. I can't wait to rewatch it with the critical eye because I find that a lot of times when we're rewatching these things, yes. uh, my brain is watching them differently. Well, how, what is the difference? Uh, I'm actually sort of looking at it as like 
story and beats yeah. and and so on and so forth. I'm That's looking at it with a more critical eye than than I previously would enjoy things. This is the gentleman who sent in the uh, the term from Japan. I said that that's the uh, that's the thing they have a there's a Japanese word for it oh yes that's right they do because the Japanese are better at a lot of things yeah I don't remember what it was including Maybe words find it log start a 44246.3 we're investigating radiation anomalies reported in the gamma Arigulon system by the starship LaSalle preliminary readings are inconclusive that would be a very boring episode <laughs> So true. <laughs> if that's what we were doing, uh-huh. that'd be great. Mr. Data? No changes, Commander. I can detect no abnormalities in the star's radiant energy. All right, let's talk a little bit about what makes Star Trek Star Trek right now. Okay. Because we have just, you and I, seen the Orville. Yes. So find out what we said about that. You, you're a lieutenant. You got it. It's coming out pretty soon. Or is already out by the time you hear this. Um, but, like, already it's the first thing that strikes me is the music. Uh-huh. The orchestral score that is telling us how to feel. Prepare to class one probes. By the way, probes they really prepared. refined it well Prepare over time. Speech. They started with a much more TOS melodramatic score, and uh, they really refined it to be much more movie-like that's how over I like, time. That's how I like my sugars. Refined. They're always saying I am never saying that. That's why it's funny he said that, Andy. I mean, audience. Relay that order, Mr. Data. Did Starfleet mention any Klingon ships in this sector? On screen. We are being hailed. All stop, Mr. Crusher. Aye, sir. All stop. I like Data uh, confused. He does this weird thing. Not weird. He does the thing where he acts confused. They have Wesley looks at Data. You're talking about because Wesley looks at Data and then Data looks back at Wesley. Yeah, and also he's staring straight ahead like this, like, oh, what's happening? The look to to Wesley is the one that confuses me more because it's just like, is he looking to him because he knows it's a social nicety that when someone looks at you, you look back at them? Because he doesn't have any reaction to it, does he? I feel like that's a thing Sung would have programmed him with, right? Yes, when someone's looking at you, look back. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Or like, when someone's looking at you, look at them. Yeah. Or if you're processing something, make a face like you're processing it. It's like the human in you slight. Yeah. We solved it. This is an unexpected pleasure. It's good to see you again, Captain. Lieutenant Worf. How may we be of assistance, Ambassador? Awkward. <laughs> an urgent matter we must discuss, Captain. Permission to come aboard. Granted. Lieutenant, please receive our guest. I really like this moment. Yeah. Captain. I must request permission to send another officer. May I know your reason? My dishonor among Klingons may offend Ambassador Kalar. Lieutenant, you are a member of this crew, and you will not go into hiding whenever a Klingon vessel uncloaks. Decloaks, sir. I would sir. my request. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> I just received coordinates, sir. Ready Who is this transporter lady? 
Uh, Where's O'Brien? I'm guessing she's a transporter uh, chief herself, or a, give it to O'Brien. O'Brien is I feel like, I feel like Colm was probably doing a, doing another like the work. commitments or some yeah. other crap. He was probably like, uh, guys, I gotta shoot a movie this week. You uh, okay with this? Uh, yeah. yeah, no problem. Two. Yes, sir. Energize. I would now. Here I am. Right. I'm Worf. I'm the chief security officer of the flagship of the Federation. Sure. I don't turn to the transporter chief and go to. I go hold transport. Captain, uh, the ambassador is requesting a second Klingon. I would check this out. Uh-huh. Like, who are we beaming aboard the ship? That's valid. You know what I mean? I guess she's an ambassador, so you trust her more. Yeah, but it's Worf. The guy knows his protocols. What an adorable Klingon. The tiny little Klingon. Who is this? Who did you shrink? He doesn't understand babies. Alexander. I was so excited to see Susie Plaxon back. Kellar. Kellar? Kellar? I believe I keep saying, maybe incorrectly. We are bad at pronouncing things, as we've been told by many a listener who hates us. Susie Plaxon is so good in this part. I agree. She's Klingon y, but she also has, like, a lot of human attitude. Not even a bite on the cheek for old times' sake. Great opening line. Perhaps you are not aware of my dishonor. I have accepted discommendation. I've heard. So now what? I have to perform some ridiculous ritual to talk to you? You may not respect our traditions, but I do. Sorry. I just thought you might want to talk. Page of writers. It was literally the entire screen, <laughs> top to bottom, was taken up with writing credits. Yeah, because the WGA won't allow you to do separate, separate? cards oh, for teleplay and mm, and, and story. A few minutes ago, you looked like someone with a question to ask. Must I ask the question? I like this. Yes, you must. It's great. Great adult conversation. What should I tell Alexander that he has no father? They don't even say it. Good job, Frakes. The Klingon Thanks, Andy. Empire is at a critical juncture. <laughs> we keep Frakes in a box here. Civil war. Let me out, I have to do work. <laughs> nope. Over what? It's our Frakes box. Excuses. Tradition. Duty. Honor. The word excuses implies ulterior motives for a conflict. I won't bore you with the intricacies of Klingon politics. Basically, two factions are trying to seize power. Do you believe there is a threat to the Federation in this struggle? Klingon wars seldom remain confined to the Empire. Sooner or later, they'll drag in the neighboring star systems, then the Tholians, the Ferengi. The Federation won't be able to stay out of it for long. Like a Tholian mansion, what's up? They got that web... So the Tholian web, what I thought they were like all powerful like people, right? Weren't they like super crazily? I think they're advanced. 
Did they turn out to be a kid at the end? And, and good at dancing? Is that the one where they turn out to be a kid at the very end? You're talking about Clint Howard? Yeah. Is that that one or is that a different one? I don't know. You're going to make me look really foolish here because you're asking this question when you're clearly looking it up right now anyway. I don't have it yet. <laughs> uh, Why are you so... You must look at weird sites. I'm uh, I guess you're going to Memory Alpha, memory right? Alpha, yeah. That's the weirdest site there is, Andy. <laughs> Like it's the most I feel like I could just type it in and get it faster than you. you probably somehow. Could. And I'm doing it right now. And here we are. It's number 64 of TNG and the Tholians. Okay, there you go. The Tholians uh, are this race that look like uh, little uh, little uh, fun guys there. Little uh, doos. Yeah, I guess it, it must be a different one with the kid at the end. I wonder if that's the Corbomite maneuver that I'm thinking of. The Clint Howard episode. Yeah. That sounds not far off. Why don't I just look up? I'm so bad at uh, TOS episode names that uh, I am hope to be forgiven by all of you, but I know that I will not be, and I can't wait for the emails. But the beauty of this is we'll probably have recorded two more by that time. Clint Howard. <sighs> uh, da, da, da. Yeah, the corporate maneuver. Good job, Secunda. Secunda! Secunda! It's <laughs> my theme. Andy needs a girlfriend. This is what you could have. <laughs> this is like. Clint Howard is only 59. This is. I did a panel with him. We did a panel. Yeah, that's a panel right. With him at, um, that's crazy. That he's only fifty nine. Look, if you're gonna be in a fuck ton of things, why not start when you're like seven? Sure. That's some good harmonizing by those brothers who are totally righteous. <laughs> This has been coming for some time. Anyway, the Tholians, the of- if they're these weird light creatures, I don't know. How they are have you- ships. That, that, that's a, the, like the web was, what was built the- around the Enterprise in the ship. Back. What was the deal in that episode? Why, why are they... The Tholians, are, uh, the Tholians rather, are just a, a, an advanced, powerful race that was wrapping a space web around the Enterprise. I guess what I'm saying is that seems too powerful that if you had an alliance with them, then anybody would win. That's what they're trying to prevent. I know, but why don't the Tholians just conquer everybody? Maybe they don't feel like it. Uh-huh. You ever think of, like, the fact that we're grown adults who could probably just, like... My memory is that the Tholians were very malevolent. Do toned. But, but what ifs? Andy. Yes, Matt. Uh, I get scared when we, we start talking about Tholians. Why? Because I don't remember much about them, and I feel terrible and a bad Star Trek fan because of it. Council has been able to maintain the peace. Now something has changed. Why aren't you looking up the Tholians more? You, you can get more information on this and help us. Do you want me to? Yeah. All Go right. to your memory alphas. Kim Peck is dying. I know they did. They were in the Enterprise. Mirror Darkly, they were talking about Tholians. Right? They appeared in that. I think the Tholians were also mentioned in Discovery, briefly. Do they go back to the Mirror Universe in Enterprise? Yes. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It's actually a very good uh, 
very good situation. For the here we go. We're an extremely xenophobic, non-humanoid, non-humanoid, hermaphroditic species with a propensity for precision. So they were precise and stay out of our quadrant. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. sector. So then they would stay in their own thing. But nonetheless. Uh, xenophobes don't want to do anything outside of their place, right? I guess. It's sort of the, But then how would they be pulled in anyway? pulled into it oh i to mean war look i think you know if you're if they're if you're messing about their sector they're going to do something with their precisions he probably specifically to meet with you captain well listen to this in 2353 kyle Riker, father of william t Riker, was a civilian strategist advising starfleet in an ongoing conflict with the tholians <laughs> yes that was in the episode um That's where the we the got dead? the greatest martial arts uh, scene ever <laughs> see i didn't i couldn't even pull that and you did it andy yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. You're officially a Star Trek fan. I'm a real nerd. Klingon ships look awesome. Small doses of Iridium 6. I like seeing this guy again. I like that his leather sounds leathery. Really There's aged a lot car. since the last episode. Oh, oh I guess sick. it's because of the poison. He's horribly right? sick, Andy. Right. He's been poisoned. I also like that this is a this is a a, a trick they use in uh, in Eastern Europe and uh, you know, the Russians and all those people will do the the slowly poisoning a politician to kill them. And I like that they're using it. I feel like it's a tale as old as civilization, right? The people poisoning uh, those in power, possibly. After I die, you will act in my name to arbitrate the struggle for power. I will. No one on the council can be trusted. And I have my reasons for wanting that outsider. Kembeck, you cannot possibly be serious. A Federation officer has no business in nonsense. You are an accomplished mediator. This is no different than any other dispute requiring your services. On the contrary, I think this is very different. And I must respectfully decline. If you refuse the dying request of the Klingon Supreme Commander, it will be an insult by the Federation to all Klingons. Besides, I've already sent the order. The leaders of the opposing two factions are on their way. Pretty cool, right? right. <laughs> really great performance. Really subtle. And he's got all that makeup on, but he still does little subtle expressiveness. It's really sweet. I like a subtle expressiveness from an actor that is under a lot of makeup that uh, is often difficult to achieve. And I think the master of that is actually Doug Jones. I agree. Doug Jones does nail it. Saru and Disco. If I'd asked, you would have said no. That is true. He knows me well. This is and not I did just, just say it. a case of simple mediation. I think we're best friends now. You were asking me to choose the next leader of the Klingon Empire. No. By tradition. Strongest challengers fight for the right of succession. 
as mediator. Only you can designate those challengers. But you have just said there are only two challengers arriving. What is the point? I want you to discover which one of them has killed me. Garon. What of Ross? Yes, you're right to play this classical music right now. It's impressive. Duras. Duras. Even war with the Federation. Very well. I accept. FYI, um, said in Star Trek 365, they had a little interesting story that Patrick Masset, Massett, who played Duras, mm-hmm. um, um, was a writer on a later show uh, of Ron Moore. And uh, he said, oh, you know, I was a Klingon in uh, one of the things. And he had hired him not knowing it. And he was like, which one? And he was, I was Duras. He goes, I created that character. It was like a funny little side thing. I'm responsible for everything. Yeah, he yelled weirdly. He did, and then ran. He was a, he was a consulting producer on Knight Rider. He wrote on Caprica. Very interesting. A writer who acts. Good for you, Andy. Pet. That's yeah. you. If only I was allowed to act. You are. He's also a writer on the Blacklist. I let you act. In front of the lights. You act like you enjoy doing this podcast with me. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to be a side character in a sci-fi show. But you're already a side character on a podcast about sci-fi. Yuck. Yuck. There is no honor in attacking the weak. You're right, Worf. Andy, I didn't mean that. Hey, (laughs) you doubled down on your attack. (laughs) You must earn. Thought it was Alexander, I would bite you right now. Classic Andy, always biting people. Where are the other Klingons? There are no others on board. Why? The Federation and the Klingon Empire were enemies for many years. No other Klingons have asked to serve in Starfleet. Why? A warrior does not ask so many questions. I don't want to be a warrior. <laughs> who's, whose kid is this? Worf <laughs> <laughs> is incensed right now. He cannot take it. This is not my kid. See, now this is the kind of kid parent thing that I want to see. As opposed to, oh, what, Crusher? <laughs> no, no, suddenly human. Suddenly human. The one with the, the teenager in Picard. Oh, you mean the thing from two weeks ago that I somehow still couldn't remember? Yes. Oh, boy. What's happening to my brain? Am I getting tiny holes in it? Do oh, I wait have a early minute. onset dementia? Wait a minute, I have a thing. Oh, what's what's your thing? Let's see. Oh, you have a jingle. Yeah, I have a jingle for, for the you. specific for the moment is. that we just had. Uh, why I haven't <laughs> plugged in? I, I, you know, I think. You know, on these logic boards. Damn it. Pause that for a second. On these logic boards, I think. Yeah. I think this is a different. This is an I.O. board. I think this is a separate piece. You might need this replaced. Oh. Well, should should I bother to get it replaced or just get a new one? At this point in in your in the life cycle of uh, this computer, you might. I don't know, buddy. You got FireWire eight hundred on here still. This is crazy. 
I you, you need all these plugins. It's just such a damn shame that they don't have them anymore. Uh, I mean, not yeah, I don't use Firewire anymore, but I certainly use. I, have, I use Firewire. Uh, I've changed everything over to the other. Anyway, anyway, long, that was a weird computer digression. But uh, you have a thing. jingle you want to the play. Jingle. Matt's amnesia strikes again. I don't remember. So true. I don't even remember who I am. Uh, buckle up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fun. That's good. That's a good one that we have because I will often forget things. Yeah. He made me leave. Maybe you should go to your room. She's so um, human motherly. Yeah. He knows nothing of our ways. Our ways? You mean Klingon ways, don't you? He is Klingon. He is also my son, and I am half human. He will find his own ways. Why the sudden concern? You won't even acknowledge that he's yours. Why did you not tell me? And what would you have done? That's right. You would have insisted that we take the oath, just as tradition would demand. You should not have kept this from me. Well, now you know. I think these are these are well written scenes. Agree, a hundred percent. Such such a great adult subtle and it's 100% accurate to their characters where you do, you see both of their points of view mm-hmm. and it's reasonable for her to have kept it from him and it's reasonable that the reason was that he's so honorable he would have insisted that they get married yeah or it would have been interesting oath or whatever um how do you think this plays out if she's not killed i think they do take the oath and we have a you know oh do you think that's the reason they had to kill her I think yes, uh, totally. I think then they have four more seasons of uh, Susan on board the Enterprise. And how bad would that have been? I been just don't understand cool how you to have could a Klingon kill ambassador. Why such not a solid have a Klingon character. ambassador on the flagship? Why wouldn't the flagship have a bunch of ambassadors on board That's all the a time? Really good point. You know? Yeah. <sighs> or and minimally, I guess it would get muddy then. Keep her available to the degree that you keep a Brian available, like include her in plots. Yeah. Or 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 Guinan. It would have been good, I think. A really interesting move, but I can see why they didn't do it at the time because they weren't. They just weren't thinking like that at that point. You get a tendency once you're in an episodic show to really just think, uh, "We just got to use this now. Reset. We don't care." Reset. Reset. Yeah, and it hurts the show in the long run. Not to mention the Secundas that are watching. I acknowledge my relationship to the boy. Your dad is always complaining it about that. <laughs> Keller was his favorite character. As my son, he would also bear my disgrace. As would his children. But why did you accept discommendation from the High Council? My father was accused of collaborating with the Romulans at Kittimer. I know, and I also know that you challenged it. Yes, at first. Ultimately, I withdrew my challenge. But why, Worf? I can't believe you just give up. What really happened? Lieutenant Worf, Ambassador Kalar, report to the bridge. On our way, Commander. How did he know they were together? Good point. And if he did know they were together, it's not like Riker to interfere with two people getting busy. (laughs) 
Maybe he thought they were just uh, dealing with the fact that Worf has a son and everyone's talking about it on board the ship. I would have liked a couple of scenes of that, by the way. Good I would have liked like a half a like a minute and a half and ten forward with right with Riker and Jordy mm-hmm. and Troy talking about it. <laughs> just gossiping. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> sure. I think that would have been I think that would have been interesting. I would have been down for it. Not be involved in this human. The Son Chi ceremony will take place in one hour aboard Kempex vessel. One hour? What is the delay? There is no delay. It is the time I have chosen. <laughs> like that. Exactly one hour, Picard. Do not be late. Keep that Patak away from the ceremony, Picard. He has no place on a Klingon ship. Got out. I like this move. Worf goes up to the... Uh up to his station, uh-huh. takes a look at uh, the security officer filling in for him, mm-hmm. and he really looks like he really wants to say, "I, I usually hit this button first. <laughs> Contact Gowd and ship. Tell him to meet us aboard Kempex vessel. Ambassador Duras, by the way, takes a shot at Worf. <laughs> is he just taking a shot at Worf for show? He knows he's the dishonorable one, or is he just oh, angry? a thousand percent for show for, for sure. his gotcha. for his crew and for the Enterprise crew because only the only two people who actually know this are Picard, Picard and Worf. Worf. Right. Um, but uh, this is what I'm talking about right here. <laughs> He's like, mm, I don't know if I do that. I would hit this one. We will dead. begin the ceremony a little later, Mister Worf. You do this bad. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like that's what he's saying at the end. <laughs> Mr. Wolf. That's kind of that's kind of fun. People would get out of an audio commentary from sure, us. Sure, you know? sure. Next few days will be difficult for you. You have made it clear that I am to perform my regular duties, sir. I want you to know that I am aware of your discomfort. Have we said that in the main part? At how hard it is for you to say duties without laughing. Um, I'm gonna skip past that one. Is no, the no, no, no. <laughs> let's let's think about what I said, why I said it, and how horrible it was. Um, okay, I'm gonna spend a little time on this. Yeah, I mean duties. Uh, look, it's very dumb. <laughs> Not even a it? joke, really. Uh, just like it was, you know. Sometimes when my first thought is the worst thought, I still say it out loud. Sure, it's. I regret it, and uh, I apologize to everyone still listening. Uh, and uh, those of you who aren't still listening, you were right. Um, I forgot what my point was. Oh, did um, did uh, did we say on the main pod your thought of on the Patreon having as an option these the, the uh, TNG count commentaries? Yeah, I was thinking about Andy and I doing audio commentaries. Like, in time, we would say hit play here, and we would not stop the episode, and Andy and I would just m- do some make ups audio commentaries for TNG. Um, is that something you'd be Is it something you'd be wildly interested, in? interested in? Let us know if you're in the Patreon. A lot of fun happening in there. You should get in. Thank you, sir. You're welcome, Worf. Ambassador Kayla will be preparing me for my role in the Rite of Succession. Permission to speak freely, sir. Finally. The ensign at my station is pressing the wrong button. See, I press the yellow button always. That's the first one I press, you see. And 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 and, and the ensign was, was pressing the blue button. Can you... I mean, I just don't even understand how she was... I, I, I request that you put her in the brig. It doesn't look right. 
Duras must not be allowed to lead the council. I think we just convinced people not As to let us do a commentary. <laughs> Your personal feelings towards him. It is not personal, sir. His father betrayed my people to the Romulans. Duras is a traitor. Klingon tradition may hold the son responsible for his father's sin. I cannot. Treason was his father's crime. Duras' crime was to lay that blame on your father. I will yeah. not forget that. So he's but a dishonest person. That you chose to accept the consequences of that lie. To preserve the Empire. The issue now is whether or not he killed Kimpek. Sir? He was murdered. Poisoned. You know a side note here also? I like a side note. Let's hear it. It struck me... I guess the reasoning was sound that poison is a coward's way to kill someone Mm -hmm. uh, because it's not face-to-face. Nonetheless... It feels like the Klingons are portrayed as a race that's very, very into the idea of intrigue and sabotage and like plotting against your enemies behind their back and trickery. Like that it's part of war. I honestly never got that impression. What gives you that impression? The, particularly like, this Dora storyline? or No, I feel like they've... I don't know. I feel like they've, they've taken all aspects of sort of, you know, using whatever you can to, to destroy your enemy as I a fi- positive. I think that the Klingons aren't duplicitous. And I think that's where they... Tra- I think that's definitely more a Romulan trait. Uh-huh. Um, which again, I you know we will get more into Romulans later in the season, but uh, well, not this, I mean, but later in the series. Uh, but I don't think of Klingons that way. I feel like there must be examples of that, and unfortunately, I don't have examples. But if anybody can think of them, please send them in. Well, I'm just asking you to go by what we've seen so far. I feel which like I get because I get what you're saying now because of this. It might be Doros storyline, which is back and forth. I mean, really, the main Klingon storylines we've had so far have been um, Riker serving as first officer, mm. uh, the Doros Wharf discommendation episode, and this one. Mm. So I can see what you're saying because the two episodes of the Doros is you're seeing a lot of that shit. Yeah, but Doros is called out as this being duplicitous, so that I don't necessarily include. I feel like it's it's something else I'm thinking of. Maybe it's even just a sentiment someone expresses i wish that uh someone was here to cite an example if you can help andy go ahead and write us it is star trek tnc at, not. it is sttnc pod gmail.com i made that jingle up just now would not i don't know if you could tell <laughs> it's poison his murder would have no honor kimpek believed that it was either duras or Gauron. Good Klingon names. Well, I know little of Gauron. The lens they are using on these shots is crazy. Because Worf's face is in focus, but the back of his hair is out of focus. Mm. Like, it is such a... I don't know camera mm. lenses very well, but it's Only an interesting an situation. And the same thing's happening on Picard's side, too. You're getting Often a very low depth of field. But Duras... 
I know him. His heart is not Klingon. I like the Klingon Attack Cruiser. I had the great. I had one of those hanging from my ceiling oh, as, really? uh, as, a, as a boy. Not a bird of prey, huh? I had a bird. No, I had a Romulan Warbird, a Klingon Attack Cruiser, and the Enterprise D hanging from the ceiling. Star Trek Three Bird of Prey is amazing. I like the pain stick situation. It is kind of hilarious that that's what they do to their dead <laughs> to make sure that they're dead. I think it's. Uh, I wonder if it's for all Klingons or for. I think it's just, just for the ceremony for the of the ceremony. of the of the Chancellor. Gotcha. I would guess. Uh, I'm seeing parenthetical explosion. I must have popped this pause this at the right spot, it's Andy. Just before. Get, get ready for an explosion. Wow, it was much louder than I thought it would be. Find out later that someone's forearm exploded. <laughs> hey, stop ruining uh, Dr. Crusher's uh, usefulness. Uh-huh. <sighs> Andy, God. A few minor injuries. Were you concerned about me? As head of security, it is my duty to be concerned. Is that it? Just official concern for my well-being? You know my feelings. Maybe I've forgotten. You were right. I would have insisted we take the oath. But not just because of tradition. I really think that these are probably the best done so far that we have seen relationship scenes between two characters. I think I agree with you, Matt. I, I honestly, I think that cuz because not only are we getting we're getting a, a lot of it, yeah. we're able to take the time with it. They're yes. also squ- like it is remarkable how much is happening in this episode. Yeah. Uh it's really in comparison to a lot of episodes where not like they'll have huge episodes where nothing happens yes. really. And this one there's two plots that are both very chunky. And two plots that are very, have a huge arcs. You call them plots. I call them two freight trains carrying ca- story. Just there's so much story <laughs> in these freight trains. Wanted. Not cargo ships? No, I want a train. <laughs> but I wasn't ready. When I left, you said you'd never be complete without me. It took some time, but I came to realize that... I need you, too. You're a part of me, Worf. Do you think she can? Do you think she grows um, Klingon eyebrows and trims them to human? <laughs> good question. Oh man, that's a good question for me. Here's a question I just occurred to me. Do you think uh, Susie Plaxon got this script? And she's reading it and didn't know that she dies at the end. And then she's kind of like, wait a minute. Are they going to make me a main character? Oh, my God. And I, then she gets to the end and she's dead. If she had decent agents, she would know. Yeah. Um, follow up to that as a, you know, she's still on the she's still on the circuit. She's still on the cons all the time. What, Was she not oh, at yeah. the Vegas con? No. I feel like we would have dragged you over there yeah. had she been there. I certainly have said nothing negative about Susie Plaxon. That's literally the only person that I haven't said anything negative about. On this, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. And Lieutenant Shelby. And yeah. Then, and Ensign Rowe. 
Well, you haven't. We haven't seen an Ensign Row episode yet. That's true. So, I wonder if I'm going to change my opinion. I hope you do, because honestly, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Of course not. She 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 fits the the Secunda template of kind of a problematic character that's got a lot of fire. Where does your personal problem with authority come from? I don't trust it. I feel like it's it's more often than not corrupt and self-serving mm-hmm. and not not operating for the good of the people. That's not what I asked you, though. Isn't I asked it? you where it comes from. That's where it comes from. It comes from experience. Well, what is your what is the experience that led you to that belief? It, I feel like this must have happened early on. You must like. Did you like teachers? Did you no. not like teachers? Teachers generally. I liked a couple, but generally speaking, they they were the most. Um, broken of humans in my opinion Andy is specifically talking about the teachers he had so if you're a teacher and you're listening to this thank you for not all of them shaping America um, so would you say and you uh, doctors rabbis? I feel like doctors rabbis I never had that bad an experience with uh huh um, oh doctors you feel that just, way too I feel like doctors are very arrogant they make mistakes and, and then, wow. then cover them out of arrogance doctors are people and they cover them out of well, yeah, but they're out in, of malpractice. But they're in positions of authority, and that's why they bug me. If you were not wielding authority over people who, generally speaking, you know, like like people who who want to follow authority and want to respect authority, will just give you the benefit of the doubt. That puts them in a very vulnerable position to people in authority. So the people, by by the way, I have a contrary opinion, which is if you're a person in a position of authority and you wield it honorably and with good decisions and sense and uh, compassion for your fellow fellow man and the people that follow you, then I have just the utmost respect for you. But it'll take you a little while to, to suss it I out. Doesn't, it's not built in, in my opinion, because yeah. I've, my experience has been that uh, power corrupts. This is very interesting to me. Just from like the, the young Andy's yeah. Point of uh, contention here. So you run around New York. You're like uh, kicking a can down the street. Cop, <laughs> cop grabs you by the neck. <laughs> well, I'm in the wrong there. <laughs> you can kick a can down the street. You're a child. You're not in the wrong. <laughs> well, I thought you meant a garbage can. Oh no, no, no. Oh, just a little can. Yeah, just a little. Yeah, sure. Yeah, a little, little, little Pepsi. I probably would run into trouble there. <laughs> Andy, I'm going to take the oath Gosh, with you. <laughs> So romantic. Such great chemistry between these two. It helps that they're the same height. Sure. I can't allow you to suffer my humiliation. And then there's an extra complication. I don't care what other Klingons think of you. But what of the boy? He may want to live in the Empire someday. He would be an outcast. Another traitor from a family of traitors. Family of traitors. I don't believe that for a minute. Respect my wishes in this matter. I cannot take the oath with you. Nor can I claim your son. If you cannot be his father... At least be his friend. Oh, what a line! Yep, really like it. It's just I, I. It's surprising to me that so many 
so many uh, hands. <laughs> I think it's probably Michael Pillar was overseeing the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just fascinating. I, I, I Although I will say, you know, a lot of times when we group write a script, it's good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about it. It's a lot of energy. Of yeah, a lot of voices, a lot of input, and a lot of uh, just uh, wanting to get it done. It's a very... It's like it's like um, said the person who's never um, sailed a ship. It's like a ship driving a ship in a in a sea uh, storm. <laughs> it's kind of like you know you're, there's a lot of factors that could throw it off off course. And uh, sure handed, I was like captain. on board, but you you just immediately took yourself out of contention for being of, on board because you're like. I've never sailed a ship, but this is exactly sure. like sailing a ship. Oh, my metaphor is, is accurate, even though I know nothing of being on a ship. You said modern, right? How was the ritual performed in the past? The old forms dictated that the challengers perform the jashuk. It's a long, involved ceremony in which the challengers list the battles they've won, the prizes they've taken, the idea being to prove their worthiness to lead the council. Can the old forms still be used? It's up to you. You can use whatever form you want. Thank you. Captain, what do you know about Worf's discommendation? My interest is personal. I understand that you were there, that you stood by him before the Council. I'd like to know what happened. I'm sorry, I can't discuss it. Now, Captain Picard seems to be a guy you'd want to tell your secrets to. Because he can keep it in the vault? Seems like he respects them. Yeah. It's true. It'd be funny to see crewmen kind these, of going to him these, saying, Captain, I feel like you can keep a secret. I just want to tell you. <laughs> these two sec- I'm going through some relationship problems. <laughs> these two security officers in this scene when he yes. walks into the conference room look like they are just going to... This This was exactly what they said to each other right before they walked into the room. Do you think he's going to be okay that we move the chairs out? I hope he is. Because I figured only three people were going to sit here, right? So we took all the chairs out. That's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to say, great job. Here it comes, here it comes. He's going to say it, he's going to say it, he's going to say it. Oh, this guy's talking. <laughs> Take the right so I can kill this. He's not even going to notice. You will die slowly. Duras. This guy's going to get on too. You haven't the courage to face me. Perhaps you should plant another bomb. <laughs> like he just takes it out just, on the, just the poor yellow shirt. Security <laughs> officer in the chest. This guy's like... I will literally not have my hand on a phaser button right now. <laughs> that guy's not ready to fire that phaser. Is his hand on the no. button? No. That's true. Sit down. He's back up. That guy is. That guy's ready to shoot. <laughs> Big guys. We will begin the Jajuk. What? This woman has been giving you bad advice, Picard. The Jadjok is obsolete. It is my choice to respect the ancient rituals. Each of you will have to prove your worthiness to lead the High Council. That will take hours. Or days, depending on your cooperation. 
cool, right? <laughs> he really seems very pleased with himself. Bet you didn't expect that. Uh, there's a fun scene of uh, Alexander being shown a uh, batleth. It has been in our family for 10 Invented generations. Invented for TNG, I didn't realize. Let me hold it. You know, it's been such part of the Klingon brand for me in my brain that uh, you alone, I also ambassador. don't think I realized that. Yeah. I'm honored. Picard is prolonging the Shajouk. Why? He has sufficient reason to proceed carefully. He relies on you for his knowledge of Klingon law. Yes. Then he values your advice. You could quicken the pace. Possibly. Why should I? Your position is unique. Have you never wondered about serving the Klingon Empire? I serve in my own way. Do you want a more comfortable As a Federation chair? ambassador. A few rewards. But little. Guys, I was a little behind the scenes. I asked Andy if he wanted a more comfortable chair because he scooched a little bit. And I was like, oh, it's probably uncomfortable being in that because we've recorded a previous episode already today. Tape two and we've back, just been back. here uh, in this room for, by the way, right now. Mostly it's my ears that hurt from these headphones. I agree. What is wrong? Well, Are our headphones broken? We've been wearing them for like five hours. <laughs> Do you want to take like a 10 minute cookie break? That sounds good. There we go. Andy, it's time to review the cookie. Now, look, it was I requested it be made with almond flour, so that's going to change the consistency. Right. A regular cookie. Yes. Knowing that it was made with almond flour, grading on that curve. Yeah. What do you give it? What do we give it? <sighs> I mean, I was hungry, and I wanted a cookie, so... Probably kicks it up a notch. Did the job, so it was at a five already. Yeah. So then you take it into a six? I'd say six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah. Well done. Uh, for me, I would say that was a seven and a half mm-hmm. on the cookie scale. I definitely would not prefer an almond flour cookie based on what I just did. No ate. one should. No. Ever. There's a reason it's not done. Right. Glory. And that is the glory. Thank you, Gowron. What do you want? What do you want? Command of a ship. A seat on the council. There are many opportunities for you in the Empire. Opportunity. Perhaps a startup. I don't know, like a website or an app. Do we still do have those? <laughs> yeah, like, sure. Maybe a, a, a shop where you sell different items of clothing and... Uh, what about, like, uh, one of these vintage things? You could sell old clothes. Uh, it's uh, a vanity project. Personalized batlefs. <laughs> uh, it's a great idea. Ready? That store is called Things Dismembered. <laughs> there you go. You engrave the batlets for people. <laughs> sure. Uh, guys, I think I still got it. Nope, it's gone. Batleff and things. You well, see, power. things dismembered. Andy, are you familiar with the with the store things remembered? Uh huh. Yeah, you, you can get things engraved for like engagements and such. Yeah. yeah. So this 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 store that you would get for sure. uh, for moving the process along quicker. No, I get. I got. It. Would be called the things dismembered. Why is it? And it ex- exclusively uh, it would happen? sell uh, batleths. You know, <laughs> but like you could engrave it with the. Uh, with like uh, your name or maybe like a couple uh, wedding rings intertwined, mm-hmm. pretty cool, right? 
Put it like right next to like a Wetzel's pretzels. It it would be, it would be fine. Matt. Do you have a jingle you want to play? <laughs> this is a theme song for Matt because Andy has way too many. You talk like a Ferengi. Low blow. He so stubborn. He too refused to listen. Now he is gone. You need not make the same mistake. Hey, I've forgotten. Did they resolve who poisoned him? Duras. It is Duras. They resolved. I believe, right? Well, I know he, ki- but he kills Duras because Duras killed um, Killar. I don't know. Yeah, but and Duras also had the bomb. Did he have the bomb? It was the. It was a Duras soldier person. Kim Peck. Uh-huh. that was using the Romulan bomb. So I assume was old. We'll and find out. Weak. I am not. Such a badass. Real mistake to kill this character, I say. We completed our analysis of the bomb debris, Commander. The explosive was a triceron derivative, and the entire device couldn't have been more than three cubic millimeters in size. It could have been hidden anywhere in that room. But I got this cool chair. Look at me. I'm sitting over here. It's pretty weird. one more thing the bomb had a molecular decay detonator only one race uses that device sir <laughs> the ferengi no sir it's actually the rom that's oh, what i was gonna say i was gonna say the romulans i was thinking i was thinking the romulans, romulans and then i said romulans okie dokie galron came to me alone wanted me to speed up the jajuk Offered me a seat on the council if I'd help him. Doesn't suggest a Romulan connection. He also implied I'd end up like Kimpek if I didn't cooperate. Captain, I disagree. It must be Duras. Why? We've had prior dealings with Duras that show him to be untrustworthy. Can you be more specific? No. Like she's trying to dig into it. Mr. Wolf. We have a conspiracy on our hands that could be a direct threat to the security of the Federation. Yes, sir. As Chief Security Officer, I want you to accompany me to the next proceeding. Captain, they will be incensed. My presence will be disruptive. Yes, it will. Cool, right? Delaying everything. Computer list stardates of the last Enterprise mission to the Klingon home planet. Stardates 43685 through 43689. How many ship's logs during that period? 43 officer's logs, 10 personal logs. Is there a personal log for a Lieutenant War? Affirmative. Access is restricted. Eliminate all personal logs. List the remaining 43 in chronological order. We'll just take them one at a time. This is great. That's so a great is, shot. So is this shot of all those Klingons looking at the Enterprise. So neat. G-Dark. Battle. Both your claims have been properly made and recorded. We are ready for the final phase of the Jajuk. There will be a recess while I review your petitions. 
I'm sure you're as concerned as I am about the explosion aboard Kimpex vessel. Actually, we kind of forgot about that part of the plot, but go ahead. What were you saying? I assume that you are both continuing your investigations. The investigations are complete. They revealed nothing of any importance. Now, that's very surprising. Our analysis turned up some startling results. Jorah looks very confused. Would you join us? <laughs> He's like, what? What? what I don't even. What where? do you mean? I have. Should I get a neti pot? What do you mean? It looks like he has a sinus. He does look like he has a sinus. What is this? He has no place here, Picard. I will not sit at the same table with that. It is my prerogative to investigate anything that may be relevant to the right of succession. Lieutenant Worf is my chief security officer. His presence is required. We will not proceed. If you wish to withdraw from the Jard Juk, that is your option. Got him. If I didn't have a splitting headache right now. What did your investigations reveal about the explosion? It was a bomb. And was your analysis just as insightful? It was a common explosive. What type? Triceron. What about the detonator? This is pointless. The findings were inconclusive. Fortunately, our investigation was more thorough. The bomb used a molecular decay detonator. What? A Romulan device. I will return to my ship to confirm these conclusions myself. As will I. Mr. Worf, please be sure to send a complete record of our findings to both vessels and to the High Council. Aye, sir. That will be all. Computer, interlock with the Klingon and... I mean, look, another great scene. I agree. progresses a plot. I agree. I feel like Michael Dorn worked a lot this week. He did. There's it's barely any data or Geordi. Uh, yeah. I would say that there's so little data. Or Crusher. Or well, Crusher has a scene. She has a scene but, coming up. Data. But they all have like one scene. The data scene was like over like that. Yeah. It'd be interesting, you know. You know, there's a lot happening here emotionally mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. Probably be pretty helpful to have Deanna Troy around. <laughs> That's true. Is she not even in the episode? No, because you can't have her in the episode. Because she she'd like, be able to tell someone the fucking. She, it's, it's Doros. There, she Doros must is not have been something. every episode. Oh, I think she was. You think so? And I think she got paid because she's in the credits at the beginning of the show. Oh, that'd be so sweet. But I think what's happening here is that they are looking at this story and they're going, it's going to be too awkward mm-hmm. to have Troy there and her not empathically tell us who's deceiving who. Oh, so true. Help with the relationship between Worf and the child and uh-huh. help with Plash. You know, it's, uh, it's just too much. So yeah. I think you have to go, well, let's put her on a conference, a psychology conference in, on Beta Z or something. Yeah, it's not addressed, and I don't know that you miss it unless you start to really think about it. But right, yeah, I think she would have been too difficult to work into the plot. Air information net interlock established. Federation Ambassador Kalar requesting diplomatic access to High Council record security code Padukcha. Where's Alexander? She's requesting diplomatic community. 
Possibly. Possibly. Uh, I assume he's in school, probably playing with blocks, being annoyed by human children, etc. Biting them. Yeah. Growling uh, at them. By the way, I, I, I find it hard to believe that uh, Duras could walk out of here, right? You sir, got a security guard posted there. Excuse me, sir. You cannot leave well, the guy distracted him. <laughs> You're telling me that the entire way from wherever his quarters are to her quarters. Apparently. Not a one. No one <laughs> said, uh, hey, sir. Uh, you allowed out. Come. Come. She uses come. I have been informed of your attempt to access restricted council records. I've been investigating what happened in Kittimer. Not at all an easy task, considering that most of the records are sealed. Worf's father was a traitor. No. The evidence was altered to make it appear that way. I found it interesting to read that your father was also at Kittimer, and you are the one who sealed the records. You dare insult my father's name! Don't play the wounded Klingon for me, Dioras. You don't do it very well. What happened in that council chamber? How did you get Worf to take the blame for you? Do not pursue this matter further. The son betrays his people to the Romulans, just as his father did. Your eyes. Such a great scene. I would have liked to have seen them fight. Fight each other. Oh, definitely. That's the one thing that kind of bugs me is that it's, uh, uh, the way it's presented, Duras comes out without a scratch. I feel like Killer would exactly have. Exactly right. She would have fucking put up a huge fight. That guy would have taken some damage minimally. Unless. Huh? Because he's dishonorable. He, she turned her back and he yeah, stabbed her. Yeah, it's possible. Through the abdomen and ran away like a baby. Seems like that's probably what he did because he's dishonorable. Would have been a bad choice for her uh, to turn her back on. Duras. She's accusing him of being a traitor. One of the Klingons who died in the explosion was with Duras. The other was with Gauron. I've been examining the bodies, trying to get a clue as to where the bomb was hidden. There's always a pattern in the lacerations and tissue damage. It would normally give a clear indication as to the direction, distance, force of impact. Normally? In this case, the pattern was virtually impossible to detect. I couldn't understand it until I looked at the dino scans. This wound is different from all of the others. It was made from the inside out. The bomb was implanted in one of their forearms. It's considered an honorable way for a Klingon to die. A suicide that takes an enemy with it. Which one of them was it? Duras's man. She did it. When we have one. That's right. She did a smart thing. That's right. She did it. She's a doctor. She figured it out. She didn't save the person. The person was already dead. But wait, she did. She wait, did figure something out. Wait. You don't trust doctors. Oh. Is this part of your distaste for Beverly Crusher? Possibly. <gasps> I like bones, though. Andy, we're figuring you out. It doesn't hold up. I like bones. Medical emergency. Deck eight. Room 142. The DS9 guy will be the tiebreaker. Oh, Bashir? Yeah. You like Bashir. Gowron. Did you like Picardo? On I did Voyager. Yes. You'll, you'll like Bashir. Doris. So sad. I mean, this is just so well done. 
High drama. Really effective. Throw their hands on each other. Great shot. And it's a kid, and the kid actor does great. He does. Nice, subtle sadness. <sighs> Dorn crushing it. You know, look at the way the way doors work on a starship. That door should have opened when Alexander ran to it. I did wonder. <laughs> what a wonderfully dramatic moment. Watch. Here's my nitpick. <laughs> Is it, he guess he runs away because he's scared? Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Wouldn't you be scared if this this giant man started yelling over your mother's dead body? Let me see what it says in the script. And then this is great. This is so Klingon-y. You have never seen death. Then look. And always remember... So great. Stay with the doctor. Worf, when did you? I love this Worf situation here. By the way, would have loved an episode of fucking. Like, if this was a two parter, yeah. it was like Worf the Executioner, like fucking Man on Fire, but Worf. Oh, sure. Like going in and just taking out every fucking Duras. Be amazing. Uh, like basically like one of those weird um, mercenary episodes where someone takes over a ship, except it's Worf yeah. fucking being the Worf we always totally. wanted to be. And like just tearing it up. Just like a, uh, like fucking going Charles Bronson. Yeah. Just and being legit. And the Klingons, as is the way the resolution of this story, being like, what are you going to do? He's got the right. Yeah. Ah. But we were given this, and I, I, this is great. Yes. So she doesn't save Susie Plaques. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, she does she, a little nice. At least she sighs. Yeah, right. I his... really like that they didn't go for a second take when he threw his communicator on the table. Like, I like that it, they let it just fall. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It is nice. Multiple staff. He takes off his sash like a cop taking putting down his badge. Totally, and takes off the com badge because he's like, I'm. This is I don't not want anyone to find something me. on Federation duty. Yeah, I am. I'm doing this for me. Also, I don't want him to, to find him. I don't think that was it. You don't think so? They can find him. They found him. I guess that's true. <laughs> Where's Wolf? I don't know. He disappeared just after I arrived. By the way, wouldn't Wolf be the prime suspect? Who's the last one seen with her? Well, they would. Think Riker, the Lieutenant Wolf. Computer locate Lieutenant Worf. Lieutenant Worf is not aboard the Enterprise. Where is he? I don't know. Lieutenant Worf transported to the Klingon ship board at 17.30 hours. On my way. It's interesting that the uh, the computer doesn't <laughs> answer that first. Locate with Lieutenant Worf. He's not on the Enterprise. The, yeah, that's not what I asked you. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> 
Andy, that's a great nitpick, buddy. Thanks, pal. Ah, that's a bird of prey, right? Yes. Love it. What is that doing here? He has claimed the right of vengeance. You have no right. <laughs> like he beams the board. He's like, uh, vengeance? I got a vengeance right on your captain? Oh, cool. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll take him. Yeah. Traitor. You just sign the uh, sign in. <laughs> Kalar was my mate. Oh boy, we did not see this coming. Why did this is do awkward. That. Jeez. You sure you want to take a sword? He's got a bat lift. <laughs> He's got more pointy edges than you. Yeah, that one seems small, honestly. This this little beat, I really, really liked this beat. Okay. Uh, Of of, uh, Riker's away team. Okay. So you'll hear a sword get pulled again, whatever. I'm not perfect. We know that. If Lieutenant Warp resists, sir, he's coming back with us one way or another. Set faders on maximum stun. That guy can take a beating. Worf, have you... Oh, Bo, what do you need? What do you need, pal? You're setting your tongue on maximum lick. Ah, ah. Jesus Christ. Professional comedy writer. <laughs> What's happening today? <laughs> too long. We've been doing it too long. <laughs> do the comedy circuits burn out in your brain after a time? I'm the only one, Worf. The only one who can prove your innocence. Kill me and you are traitor forever. Then that is how it shall be. Terrible wharf double in that jet. Agreed. Doesn't look anything like wharf. I love that they let him do that, character-wise. I love that they were like, yes, wharf needs do? to... No, no, I think that... Oh. For the writers, hundred percent. This is one of the only times to allow Worf to that to I make feel this like move. we've we've seen Worf allow, be allowed to go full Klingon. I will say though, they ha- they make the choice to have the door open and have them say Worf, and Data could have stopped him. Yeah, I agree with that. But I also think maybe Data, knowing about Klingon tradition, is like, oh, I shouldn't interfere. Yeah, and he also did ask. You know what the mission was, and it was to bring back Worf. That's <laughs> true. You, you know think what I mean? That was the subtext. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if oh, he's about to kill someone, realize we should have. Should stopped. I stop him or? Because he is looking at Data like, why didn't, why you, didn't you do, do anything? <laughs> you have super speed. You uh, could have stopped him. <laughs> so great, the pointy end right into his chest. Also, like, he takes that now. He should not clean the blood off. Yeah. Keep the blade sharp, leave the blood on. Get the Klingons in. Get the hell out of there. And then, you know, this is like a weird tidying up of loose ends, but uh, we'll play it out. Mr. Wolf, your service aboard the Enterprise has been exemplary. Until now. Sir, I have acted within the boundaries of Klingon law and tradition. Thy council would seem to agree they consider the matter closed. I don't. Mr. Wolf, the Enterprise crew 
currently includes representatives from 13 planets. They each have their individual beliefs and values, and I respect them all. But they have all chosen to serve Starfleet. If anyone cannot perform his or her duty because of the demands of their society, they should resign. Bo. Knock it off, pal. We're big moment here. We're big moment. You wish to resign. No, sir. not throw away a promising career. I understand your loss. We all admired Kayla. A reprimand will appear on your record. Dismissed. Mr. Wolf. Isn't it time for the truth about your father's innocence to be told? After all, you only accepted this dishonor to protect the name of Duras and hold the Empire together. Now that he has died in disgrace, what is gained by further silence? Each member of the Klingon High Council has shared in that lie. They will not be so willing to admit their own dishonor. But the day will come when my brother and I will convince them to speak the truth. I mean, come on. It's good shit. It's great. My parents, my human parents, will meet us at Starbase 73. They will care for you. Why can't I stay with you? You deserve a home, a family. They can provide that. I cannot. Besides, the streets at Starbase 73 are paved with cheese. (laughs) 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 Boo. Boo, <laughs> Matt sucks. <laughs> yes. I am your father. Join me. And together we will rule the universe as father and son. Does he say universe or galaxy? Good question. He probably says universe. Your instinct is probably correct. I mean, it's look. galaxy. You're right. Oh, boy, oh boy. Why? Hey, this is we're reversed today. You're you, yeah. you're dropping the Star Trek knowledge. <laughs> I'm over here quoting Empire to you. Uh, so I'm glad you corrected uh, that because there would have been prime correctives, and now you got nothing. Yeah, Tholian, what? <laughs> Andy. Matt. What a what a what an episodic uh, adventure we just went on with the crew of the USS Enterprise. It really was. 
And uh, first we got to figure out the MZVC, and I, uh, it might be a little tough. No, I think I know. He knows. I think I know. All right, here it is. Well, it's the MVC, yeah, the MVC. Only Matt and Andy know who it's Oh, this is the wrong one. Will it be data? What do you mean? Because this still says season three. Yeah. It's okay. It's a classic. It's a throwback. So, uh, my first obvious one would be Picard, because he sort of holds the whole mediation together. Yeah. Does, is Kellar a member of the crew in this episode? I mean, she's acting on behalf of somebody. I don't know who she's an ambassador for. The Klingons or the uh, Federation? I think she's a Federation ambassador to the Klingon Empire. Is she's that her role? certainly advised Picard pretty well. Look, I think it's Worf. Hands down. It's got to be Worf. How, well, how? What did he do? What didn't he do? I mean, he he kills did everything. Duras, but that's sort of he has emotional resonant moments. He grows as a person. Yeah, but slash that's not Klingon. He didn't he save takes the out ship. Duras. Yeah, but that's a personal vendetta. It's not to save the is empire. The ship ever at stake? I mean, you could say that the Federation is at stake. The future of the Empire is at stake, and the future of the Federation is at stake. And if that Duras is still alive, yeah, quite but frankly, he doesn't I'm more kill worried him for about that reason. No, but he. We does. don't know that Gowron's not going to be a douchebag. Certainly seems like a douchebag. We know a lot about Gowron. You're going to find out so many Gowrons. Okay. Um. Anybody else? Can I give it to Kalar and Worf at the same time? You can do whatever you want. It's your vote. I know. It's tough. I Look, give it to Picard. It, 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 God. Jordy and Data find out that it's a Romulan device. Mm-hmm. Crusher finds out where it's from. Mm-hmm. Crusher would have found out where it was from regardless of whether or not they found out if it was Romulan. She was just studying the blast pattern. Right. Which means that they would have arrived at the answer that it comes from Duras's person, with or without Troy, uh, Jordy, and uh, Data. So mm-hmm. eliminate them. Okay. Riker doesn't do much. Out. Mm-hmm. Wesley flies. Out. Wesley, what? Just flies the ship. Oh sure. Uh, right now we're left with Picard, mm-hmm. Worf, Killer, Crusher. Crusher. Gotcha. It's <laughs> really thinking hard. It's tough. I mean, because as many writers as there were of this episode, there are as that many valuable crew members this week. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it to Worf, just because, uh, quite frankly, he doesn't get a lot of opportunities. I hear what you're saying, and I certainly emotionally give it to Worf, but I feel like Picard made so many right decisions in the mediation of this, from the top to the bottom, from delaying them, um, and navigating this incredibly complex political situation. I give it to Picard. There you go. There you are. How many Andy's does this episode get? I'm really curious where you're going to land. Well, I think it's very... uh good at what it does 
you know it's enjoyable mm-hmm. to watch yeah performances are good the writing's good everyone's in character no one's out of character um i mean it's it's just it's the fact that it's about klingons i have to drop it a little bit mm-hmm. i would <laughs> can you do that I you're just so. dropping it for your own personal preferences well, that's what the that's what these the Andes are our true. own personal references that's all they are okay. and uh because of that i give this episode an eight an eight yeah. I give it an, I, I, I almost want to give it a nine because it just does so many things right and there's so many great scenes and dialogue and acting and structure. This is one of the few episodes where we've ever said, where we haven't said this scene doesn't need to be here. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everything is there. There's not a not a page wasted on this on this script. And I think when I get up to a nine, that's really what I'm getting up to. I'm just just overwhelmed with how much I love it. I get And that. I think this is just shy of that, even sure. though I think it's amazing, so I'm going to give it an 8.5. Sure. I think it's a fair, very fair uh, rating. Andy? Um, before you uh, go on to the next thing... No problem. Um, I've decided... Oh, I, I like it. This is Andy okay takes you. a decision and does it. I like it. He's taking <laughs> initiative. I'm going to move the information about how to contact us here. To here? To here. Okay, go for it. Uh, if you want to send a hail to us, uh, voice hail, please uh, call in at 816-TREK-TNC if you want to send an Instagram or Twitter or however you want to do that. That's at, at Star Trek TNC. The gentleman across from me is Matt Myra. Hi. My Instagram is at Andrew Secunda. And my Twitter is at Secunda, direct hails, sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you want more of our nonsense, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC for bonus episodes, discounts, and the like. What a great uh, read of the business. Thank you. It should have gone after this part, which is the trailer. Unless you think that it shouldn't. I guess I feel like this is the conclusion of the podcast proper oh i see what you're saying this is looking forward to the next one here we go guys the trailer for future imperfect on the next exciting episode of star trek the next generation imagine waking up in a mysterious future data i haven't remembered a day for the last 16 years where time has altered the crew's destiny perhaps it would be best if we discuss this shut up is it a run <laughs> trap to sabotage the Enterprise? Shall we end this charade? Or an endless nightmare with no escape? Find out. Charade? Yeah, you really... No, 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 in that's not in the episode. He says charade. No way. Way. That's amazing. <laughs> so they so must have ADR'd that. that. They like said, wait, we shouldn't have him say that. That's completely weird. That's amazing. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, what a treat. Oh, it's we still got oh, that's a great ass breaks question. Oh yeah. That's one he hasn't gotten in a that's in a convention. That's <laughs> I've never seen that trailer. That's amazing. I really like this episode. Uh you know, I remember really liking it. I hope I still really like it. I look forward to next week. Um but uh, in the meantime, Andy, mm-hmm. while we're off uh, gallivanting through the stars of our own stars, you know we have stars, uh, it is time for us to pop back over to not Mariah Carey. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Nope, not Space Jam either. We have had a lot of YouTube hits today. 
Uh, we're going back into the president's circle to say hello to our final members of the month. Uh, let me just pop the door open here. Damn it. It's still very full in here. Our headphones are cutting in and out. That's me. Slash Bo. Bo. Come on. Fuck. Bo. No. Get out of here, buddy. <laughs> Go. You literally knocked down every piece of equipment. Honey, can you... Boy, I, it was a quite a president circle entrance here. Bo has knocked us <laughs> on the ground. right into the president circle with Thank us. Thank God that uh, this is still recording. Otherwise, I'd be very sad. Andy, these are our final uh, presidents of the month of October. And uh, we're kicking things off by saying a, a friendly hello to Robert Olson. Robin Larson. Ron LeBlanc. Ross McLeod. Thank you so much. Ryan Darley. Samuel Rebissel. Sender Tristain. Sandra Mahler. Uh, and that would be Sander Tristain, not Sender. I, I, I was very foolish. It remains Sandra, though. <laughs> Scott Burnett. Scott Gordon. Sean. Sean Nass. Uh, Sean Russell. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. Oh, it's Sky Wilson, everybody. Today. Srikanar. Stephen Price. Stevie Marie Nickel. Uh, Tane. The Kembles. Yes, the Vanilla Thunder. Tina Raudio. Uh, Tish Wheeler. Tom Brown. And Tom Keisel. Tyler Rosewood. You're, oh. the, you're the rose of our heart. Oh, boy. <laughs> Veronica Wisely. Zach. And Zach Fortney. Thank you so much for being members of the President's Circle. Uh, we appreciate you uh, and we'll continue to appreciate you for as long as we shall live. If you want to be a part of the club, you can do so. You just head over to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Uh, this month you'll be getting the incredible Hulk movie, uh, the Ed Norton one, of course. It's the next one up in the uh, fancy dancy Marvel universe. And uh, you'll be able to vote on the next movie. And that oh, also includes so much. the uh, pilot of the Orville. Yeah, you'd get uh, lieutenant and president circle. So that's like 95 hours of us extra. And we've tried to do better with the uh, getting all your names if we've missed anyone for October. Just for October. No, no, no. These actually, this is the month of October, weirdly, right? Uh, We're so reading so. last month's. Oh, are we? Yeah. Because oh, well. they all, they, the chargeover clicks on the first of the month. Gotcha. So... All right, well, I think that's how this is going. For September, then? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> bottom line, if you haven't, if you haven't heard your name and you're constantly in the cycling in you a in. couple of months, no. then... Well, yes. Yeah, if you've been in for two months and you, we haven't read you. your name, we missed you. But I don't think we missed you because, quite frankly, I would not allow that to happen, Send even though it hill. might be oversight. I gotta go. Disengage.